Hello, witches. Thank you for stopping in Odd tonight. Welcome to the House of Odd. I am Nalaya Oddly, and I will be your fairy witch mother tonight. And tomorrow night, probably next night. Etc. into infinitum. Anyway. So, it's been a little crazy out there. Okay, time to put your head on straight, right? Okay. Whoo! Now, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I have a little bit of something for you. Just a little bit. It's not the body of this whole thing. It's just a little thing. Um, but tonight, we will be talking about time and how to use it. And what to do when the time is... Oh my god, no! Anyway. So speaking of weirdnesses. Wow, this last Mercury retrograde just snuck the hell up on me. And then once I didn't even have time to do a bribe, to be honest with you. Usually I bribe the hell out of Mercury. Say, please, please, please be nice. Wow, no time for that this time. And... I managed to catch most of it and ride most of it out through in pretty good style. You know, I did all the re's, I rearranged things, I replanned things, I re-looked things, I completely redid my junk drawer. I mean, literally, it's like I had my, I had my consort pull it out of its little socket and I sat down on the floor with a whole bunch of little containers and doodads and I took all the sharps and put it in the sharps. Well, you, you get the picture. Whatever. You don't need all the nasty details of that. Nasty, nasty. You don't need that. Anyway, so I did all of that. But Oh my god, like the very last hours of Mercury retrograde and literally like the last five minutes of my shift, my keyboard just freaking died. Alright, I, I work from home and the keyboard is something rather like, oh my god, necessary. Uh, wow, and all the damn thing would do is scream in caps. I mean, really, scream. That's all it did. Scream. I unplugged it and plugged it in again. Nope, nope, nope. Didn't help. I rebooted a couple of things. Nope, nope, that, that didn't do it either. We tested it out on another tower. Nope. Still screaming. No numbers. No punctuation. Oh, okay. Oh, no. The punctuation I was left with was like a little right arrow. It's put a little arrow there every time I did something that looked like punctuation. Numbers were not going to be a thing. They were like a mythological beastie. Just forget it. So the keyboard thing happened. Haha. <laughs> okay, Mercury, you got me. Hmm. So, yeah, it was fun. Anyway... We will be talking about time and how to use it magically and sometimes we're going to throw all of that garbage out and we're going to look up the time up right now because sometimes now, right the hell now, is the moment of power and you got to get it done, like now. So, eh, okay, we'll talk about that. Anyway. 
I don't really have any other random madnesses to report as of right now. I might later have some news about my Apollo Neuro and how it's helping me out because it really is, but I kind of want to wear it a while before I really start, you know, jumping up and down for joy. Um, thank you so very much for stopping in tonight. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get to it. And here we are tonight. We are going to be talking about magical time. I've got lots of different time measurement systems lined up tonight. Um, to go ahead and just start naming them off, um, we are going to be talking about solar timing, as in this, you know, the whole, you know, turn of the wheel. We're going to talk about lunar cycles. We're going to talk about the daily cycle. Um, it, I'm not really sure if we should be calling it the daily cycle or the weekly cycle because it's like we're taking like every single day of the week and breaking it down by hours. Some would call that hourly, you know, magic, you know, uh, you know, Jupiter, Mercury, all that stuff, following that through. <laughs> you can find that in any good compendium. Um... You know, so we've got like the daily and the weekly and the hourly. I also want to talk about fairy hours. And the reason why I'm calling them fairy hours is they're not something that we're specifically named within my tradition, but they actually come from Robin Artisan's work, whom I have a deep respect for. I really like the way that he broke down the hours of the day. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I don't know where... Robin got it from could be from the fairies and the land spirits themselves. I don't know. Maybe something older. I if he had stated so, I must have forgotten. Sorry, Robin. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about yogic timing and how it affects the physical body and the mind. So, with all of that said, let's go ahead and go with that. Now, solar timing is exactly what you think it is. It is the whole, we're going to measure this by seasons of the year. So, you you know, you want to break it down into four pieces. You've got, you know, spring, summer, winter, fall. Well, pagans tend to break it down into like eight sections, right? You've got the cross quarters and then you've got the quarters, so the seasons are actually measured by the solstices and the equinoxes. And then we've got like cross quarters, places of in between. And we measured those with things like Samhain and Beltane and Mabin and Lunasad. Um, and yes, I know there are all sorts of questions about the origins of those things. Come on, guys, really? Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not here to like break down and, and tear anything down. It's just, I, I sometimes wonder about the nature of some of these discussions. Anyway, going forward. So 
the seasonal magics are something that most pagans are really, you know, familiar with. We follow the track every single year. And on top of that, you've got like astrological timing, you know, everything within the season. All of us hate that Mercury retrograde, right? Yeah, well, we keep track of that for a reason. Well, there are other good reasons to keep track of how the astrological um houses play out in our individual lives and our in our countries and, and etc but you know i leave that for the professionals the astrologers can have that i'm kind of an astrology fangirl um but i know enough to get me in trouble basically so each of those 12 cycles through the year that we have got with our astrological friends and planetary beings on top of that we're we are passing all of those things through the moon and each and every single one of those sun features because it's reflected off the moon has an effect on how the moon is going to reflect or absorb from us so those are things to keep in mind when you are doing magical timing now hourly speaking this is where you actually and i actually i don't know maybe you don't need to do this but i know i do um this is where you need to break out that compendium look at the time of the day and it, it gets a little tricky because it's not it's it starts at the first hour of the day and then from there cycles through the 12 astrological or or throughout through the astrology of the week like several times for like 24 hours included down the grid. Now, the reason why I'm bringing all of this up is not necessarily to say you have to follow all of these things to do proper magic. Now, all of these things, timing is very, very important in other matters. Now, what I mean by that is if you've got a magical emergency on your hand, like you're you're trying to prevent, you know, like or soften the effects of an accident or blah, 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 all, all you wishes, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's always there's always a right now. This has got to get done right now. I don't care what the moon says. I don't care what the stars say. I don't care what the grumpy earth is doing right now. We all need to find something in all of this grump and make it work. So to help with that, it's really, really helpful to have a whole bunch of ways of measuring time and how that particular timing piece affects the body of the work. Right? So in an emergency, literally, you can go through all of these little timing methods and come out with a genuine piece of time magic it's like because right right now now is the hour the moment of power is now right well all of these things are a moment are a measurement all of these things are a not just a measurement of time but will have an effect on the body of work that you're doing now let's start simple Let's start with the one that we're most acquainted with. The astrological, you know, 
time of the year. Um, and it cycles through. Everybody has this whole season that they love or they hate based upon, you know, how they react to the astrology of, of the season. But if you've got a spell going on that requires, you know, Scorpio energy, you don't necessarily have to wait for Scorpio quote unquote season to get it. Now, do you? You can go to your handy dandy compendium and you can look at what time of the day during or time of the hour during the day that Scorpio hits you or whatever Scorpio is ruled by. Right? Good job, Witch. Yeah. Okay. So those would be like the daily, the daily hours, like Monday through or actually Sunday through Saturday. Um, now, lunar hours, or, or actually it's not really lunar hours, now is it? It's more like lunar phases and how the sun is reflecting off the moon. So it's like we've got a couple of different measurements with the moon here. You've got like the phase, whether it's waxing, waning, gibbous, dark, full. And then on top of that, you've got that overlay, right? Where this the sun is reflecting or being absorbed off the moon. And that has an effect on your magic too. Now, The hours that I really, really like diet and really seem to resonate with best are, are the ones that I have dubbed the fairy hours. And yes, they do originate from um, the writings that I have from Robin Artisan. And, and those of you who are familiar with this work will recognize these. But... He breaks them down into like parts of the day and how, and he talks about how these parts of the day energetically affect the work, right? So we're going to start with the early hours of morning here and it's actually called Morntide. And, you know, it goes from like 4.30 to 7.30 a.m. But this would be the time of the day where you would start new situations. And, um... For me, it's like I, I even have like this little note notation here from like my Hecatan sort of uh, background as, you know, this would be the Bokalos where you would want to like go, okay, we're going to plant the seed. We're going to till this. We're going to like get that bull moving through the field, get it all going. This is like the kickoff. You're provoking the new situation, right? And then he goes through like the day tide, the midday, undorn, even tide, night tide. And then we get to our favorite hours, like the midnight oot and dawn, right? Well, technically dawn would be morn tide, um, as I as he would have laid it out, but you know, midnight oot and dawn. I kinda like that. Anyway, midnight is actually a little different here. It's not like, you know, 12 o'clock, watching hour? No, 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 no. Midnight is actually measured from about 10.30 p.m. to about 1.30 a.m. It's like this chunk of, of time. And witching hours, geez, they don't even start until like 1.30 in the morning until 3.30 a.m. sort of thing. And I kind of resonate with that because in my experience, it's like that tends to be more paranormally active at that time of night 
And I, I suspect it's because all of us humans are probably not active and we're like, you know, sleeping and dreaming and not moving about in the world causing, you know, chaos for them to deal with. I'm, I'm sure as much as some of them we perceive as being problematic, they, they perceive us as problematic too, probably. If they can see us and register that we're there, which I think some of them can. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting, you know, and how that was broken down. That and I kind of like the name. Oot. Mm. Yeah, it's got a nice little sharp witch, get it done sort of sound. But anyway, you can find um, this system in Robin Artisan's work. I think I pulled it out of Horn uh, of Eventide. I think that's the one I pulled it out of. But going forward, we're going to talk about yogic magic timing. Wow. I'm sure they probably cringe to hear the magic part of it, but it's like if you really think about it, it is it's physical magic. Um anyway. In yogic timing, it stretches anywhere from like three minutes to 150 minutes and it like lists down all of the things that it affects. So at three minutes, when if you're able to like do like a short meditation, you're actually already affecting your circulatory system and stability. Um, those things are affected. So if you just need like a quick pick me up, maybe like a quick three minute breathing as an exercise. I know that helps me out a lot, but I, I tend to need more than three minutes because wow. Anyway, going on to the next measurement, it's like 11 minutes. It's like it jumps from like three minutes to 11 minutes. It doesn't even bother like doubling or, you know, any of that. It just goes three minutes, 11 minutes. But at 11 minutes, we're talking about the pituitary and the nervous system being um, starting to change. And if you know you are somebody who has an incredible amount of anxiety, that's the mark you want to make. You want to hit at least eleven minutes with some of these calming and breathing exercises, because that is where you're going to actually do your pituitary and your nervous system the most good. And then from there, this this is interesting because now it's doubled. It's like 22 minutes. Um, and they're talking about the three minds become balanced and begin to work together. Now, in yogic tradition, the three minds, they're talking about the positive, the negative, and the neutral minds. And, you know, if you're an anxiety prone, you're probably leaning more over towards the negative mind than towards the neutral and the positive. So you know, any meditations lasting 22 minutes or longer is actually going to start balancing all of those negative thought forms that you've got going on and, and intrusive thoughts. Those start to mellow out right around 22 minutes. And then we move on to like 31 minutes. Uh, in yogic um, meditation, um, traditions, they talk about 31 minutes 
being the point where they begin to affect the whole mind and body energetic system where things, you know, you're finally got your nervous system moving really well. You've got everything. You just humming along. And now your energetic system is starting to like clear itself out and, and balance everything out and reestablish its borders and boundaries, pull itself back in. If it's too far stretched, push a little bit out if it's too far in that sort of thing and then 62 minutes oh yeah that fun part and i i don't know i've not meditated for like over an hour so i don't i can't confirm this but that's when it starts talking about your shadow mind and your positive mind integrating like balancing each other out to the point where it's moving you in one direction. You're finally working together and pushing forward into, I don't know, is, is it is it like synergy, symbiosis? Well, not symbiosis, no, that's, ew, gross. Um, anyway, but that's where that's supposed to start happening within your brain. Now, it goes even farther than the 62 minutes. I know most of us, including myself, is gasping. <gasps> goes further than that? God, how long do you sit on your butt and not move? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I've never accomplished the 150 minute, but at 150 minutes, that's like two and a half hours, right? That's where they say that the energy and the meditation begins to hold the change in the mind throughout the whole day. Now, I've also heard that you don't have to sit there for two and a half hours straight to benefit from the 150 minutes. You can break that down during the day. You got three times through the day where you can do 10, 15 minutes of, of meditation. Wow, look at you. You're at like 45, almost an hour, right? Mm, not bad. You see, these things are cumulative, at least with the, the yogic timing. So, <coughs> excuse me. Now, the benefit to knowing that kind of timing system is you can also apply that to your spell work. You know, I really, really want to get to a point where, you know, this energy and this energy are just like going together in synergy and they're holding together and it's moving forward and it's kind of creating a plow and pushing everything forward. Well, you would design a spell that you could do broken up over a course of 150 minutes. Mm. Right? I kind of like that. I know my oath mother would probably be like, oh my God, just burn the stuff. What are you doing? You're just... Oh, um, and, and I know a lot of people who think that like breaking down the spell like that, it, it's, you know, halting it and then potentially um, 
breaking up the the energy. I, I, I don't feel that way. I have had lots of success with spells that have been cumulative spells where it's like I'll spend several days, a specific amount of minutes during the day to do this spell. And they've worked beautifully. I love those spells. Um, Catholics, um, Christians all the time, you know, the, uh, specifically Spanish Catholics that I grew up around would do something called a novena where they would literally, they would go to the church like really early in the morning, say, you know, spend a you know, specific amount of time doing specific kind of prayers to, to Mary and in um, hopes of receiving answers to an issue that they've got, right? So it's a good strategy, especially if you know where you want to take that energetically. And at, at the same time, I would also encourage you to use Robin Artisan's uh, method pretty much the same way, right? So for example, if you would, if you are looking to go ahead and work with the future manifestation of your will, like you know it's going to be a long-term goal, you can, you can change the goal. You can add more energy to the goal. You can do whatever it is. At eventide, that would be a really great time to like work with that kind of energy. However, you need something to stop like right now. Hmm. What would I choose for that? Handling what's right now, that would be daytide. I would, you know, find a time between 730 and 1030 in the morning and go, okay, buddy, let's do it now. Done. And that would affect how quickly you, you know, the manifestation of that. You can tell the universe by how you use your timing what you want. You don't have to wait for a full moon on a Tuesday for Fizzbin. Yeah, I know. Star Trek people everywhere. But anyway, you can create a Fizzbin using whatever measurement of timing you can get your hands on. Why? Because this is magic. Why? Because this is almost quantum physics. Just got to know what things can do. So I would highly encourage any of you listening to this right now, go dive. Seriously. Um, pick up or... Um, actually, maybe I will post these in the notes. I really like them and I think you might like them too. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to post these in the notes. Um, and of course, Robin Artisan, he gets credit for this because this is where I learned it from. Um, but yeah, I'll post that part here because I, I understand that might be a little harder to find. But go hog wild. I mean, pay attention to moon sign. Pay attention to all of the different kinds of timing systems you can get your hands on. Because in an emergency, when you've got to launch something now, well, you can't wait for a Tuesday to have Fizzbin. Fizzbin has to happen now, right? Okay. Well, witches of odd. Time, time, time. Go play with it. Just don't, don't erase yourself. And if you see yourself, don't, don't meet.
Okay? All right. I love you, Odd. You all have a great evening. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Nine of Hearts and Jut. So, we are choosing the Nine of Hearts at this point in time because it is also known as the Wish Card. You know, fulfillment of your heart's desire. Um, specifically in the way that I learned how to read Cartomancy, like the, you know, the regular playing deck, was that the Nines Herald change. Okay? So, hearts being that of cups and emotions and heart family and friends, that sort of thing, we're talking about changes for the better. Um, you know, fulfillment of your heart's desires, the wish card, right? So being so close to Valentine's Day, you don't need to have a Valentine to celebrate Valentine's Day. The first person in any relationship is you taking care and honoring your heart in this relationship that you're in, if you are in one right now, is of utmost priority. Because if you're not okay, uh, your partner's going to see it and you're both not going to be okay. Because, you know, a good partner is going to go, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Right? All right. So partner or no, this is a great card at this point in time to be considering using as a focus or or part of a spell. And um, all of you in odd, I am certain, have beautiful imaginations and can build so many little spells with that, and I encourage you to do so. Next on the list is Jet. Normally... When most of the people think of jet, they think of mourning. And, and, and indeed, indeed, it was used through most of Victorian periods to symbolize a mourning. But it wasn't it wasn't like the mourning itself that actually powers the stone. It's this is basically petrified coal. Okay. Coal is highly absorbent. And in this particular case, what this petrified coal is doing is sucking out all the toxins. That's why you find it in um, a lot of traditions use amber and jet as initiation stones. Fairy is not one of them. We, I, I do like to use jet in my stuff, but um, amber is not generally the other stone or, or other thing that we use. It's um, something else. But anyway, going forward, um, but you know, all of us, all of us have things in toxins that should be pulled out. If not for the sake of the relationship that you are in, but for you so that you live clearer and cleaner and can think and can respond instead of reacting. Um, so my wishes for all of you this Valentine's Day 
from odd is the fulfillment of your heart's desires. May all your wishes be true. And may all of those toxins be pulled from you that you may accomplish the goals that will get you your wishes. I love you, Odd. You have a fabulous evening and happy Valentine's Day. Alright, so that about wraps up our messing around with time magic. Remember, be careful with that. Ministry of Magic doesn't like it when you do that. Shh, I just won't tell them. Well, thank you ever so much for stopping into the House of Odd tonight. I hope that this has given you some food for thought and how to play with your magic timing and not worry so much about timing and execution, especially under duress. I mean, that's, you got stuff going on. You, you got a witch and you put the puzzle together. You got this. Just look at your calendar. Look at your ephemeris. Look at your, create the moment. Don't stress out about whether it's Fizzpin or not. You got this. Now, all right. I do have to correct myself. It is not Robin Arden, Artisan's book, Horns of Even Tide. It's actually Horns of Even Wood. Sorry, ding dong moment. But we're going to correct that. I'm also going to put that timing system in my notes because I do know that not everybody necessarily has access right now to this book. Um, but there are all kinds of other resources that you can go ahead and grab other normal magical timing systems and even even look around, make make the things work for you. It's it's perfectly fine to Bruce Lee your way through this and take what works in the tradition and throw out the rest that doesn't. Make this work for you. This is your practice. Nobody nobody should be telling you, oh, you're doing it wrong. Go do your own magic. You can do your own magic your way. Bye. Right? Um... As usual, thank you ever so much for taking the time to stop in. I hope all of you have a delicious night, it and dawn. If you would like to reach out to me, you can do so on my Instagram. You can DM me there at Mrs. Oddly. You can also send me an email at somethingoddly at gmail.com. Um, if you have anything, you know, odd that happened, or if you need a quick read on something, I'm happy to help you out. If you just want to follow along the random madnesses that is my life, you can always drop into Mrs. Oddly on Instagram and check it out there. In the meantime, take care of you, Odd.
Tuesday Witch Game. Nah.